so good to have you here today. And it's Christmas Eve. Now, how many of you are done with your Christmas shopping? You're, you're all done. Okay, anybody have some things left you got to buy yet? You got a couple of things? Okay, last night, I, I, again, this is our, our second service. Last night we had a, the identical service. And, and a few more people last night were here and, and had to go shopping. Actually, one couple said, hey, we got to rush out of here after service because they had to go shopping last night. And so if you're still needing to shop, I got a couple uh, last-minute ideas for you that might just help you out if you have a person in your life that's a hard-to-buy-for person. How many of you have something like that? My wife says, I'm like that. And so if that's you today, here's some ideas. The, the first idea today uh, is that person in your life that likes, uh, likes the keyboards and likes waffles. It's the keyboard waffle iron. This is a real thing. It's a real, honest-to-goodness thing. Uh, supposedly, it makes great waffles. And on the box, it says, you, it says, if you want to shift breakfast, get it? Shift breakfast. Seriously, it says that. Uh, you, can, you can buy this thing. And, and, and it says underneath, it says, your waffles will come out control-alt-delicious. And so that's what the box says. Uh, it's pretty great. So that, that's out there for you, available for you. Uh, this next item tonight, another, the movie came out this week. I, I, don't, I haven't seen it. I'm not a Star Wars guy. I'm just not into Star Wars and such. But uh, you probably have someone in your life that is. And so if they are, they probably don't have one of these. And so this next thing right here is the Darth Vader toaster oven, or toaster, uh, makes toast. And, and so, it's, you know, of course, it puts the, the logo on all of your toast, which who wouldn't love that, right? Like every kid would love that. Um, or maybe not kids, just, maybe not just kids. But, now, but here's a little warning. Your toast might come out a little on the dark side. This, this, so you got to be careful with that. And then the, the last item is probably my favorite item, and this is the squirrel chair. Now, the squirrel chair is a real thing. This is honest, honest to goodness real. Uh, it's an Adirondack chair, style chair, with a little screw in it. You can screw a piece of corn into the screw, and you can watch the squirrels in your backyard. So you can nail it to your, a tree or whatever. And honestly, I thought this was a joke. I, I really did. And, and so I was like, this is funny. So I went to Amazon, and, and I thought, I'll read the reviews. and see, Because, you know, if you want the honest truth about anything, read the reviews, right? And so I read the reviews, and people buy this for real, okay? Like people were saying, like, oh, I love this. It's the best gift I ever had. You know, I, I can watch the squirrels in my backyard now. It's great. I expected people to say, this was such a funny gift. It was awesome. No, they were all serious about this. And so you might have a person in your life that loves nature uh, or squirrels or both or whatever. So, so there you go. Now, but the problem, though, with this is that you better hurry because, well, actually, it's probably gone now because on Wednesday, when I looked this up, there was only two left. So that means that a lot of these have sold. So this is like the hot item of the year, okay? So you want to make sure you get, you get in on this one before uh, it's too late. Someone says, you, why didn't you buy me a squirrel chair? You know, well, here, here you go. This is your, your, your warning now. Uh, don't tell you I didn't help you in some way. But, but anyway, man, it is good to have you here. Uh, we're going to get to the main thing this morning. Because as I read a few moments ago and talked, talking about uh, what Christmas is all about, it's not about this stuff, is it? This morning was great. My daughter, Michaela, who woke up super early today and said, Daddy, tomorrow morning's Christmas, and aren't you excited? And, and such. she comes out, she sits in my, on my, my lap, and, and she's kind of cuddling with me, and she says, Daddy, I know the real meaning of Christmas, though. And I said, oh boy, here we go. What's this going to be? And she says, Daddy, I know it's not Santa Claus, and it's not the presents, it's not the tree. The real meaning is Jesus and spending time with you and our family. And I was like, 
oh, I've done something right, you know, like, okay, you know, and so we, we snuggled there for a minute, but it's true, isn't it? Christmas is not about presents, it's not about Santa, it's not about trees, it's not about all of those things, it is about the greatest gift the world has ever received, over the last few weeks, we've been talking about this here at church. We've been talking about, uh, about simply Christmas. We've been looking at the, 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 the idea that Christmas is a very simple time. It's, we pulled back the trappings and pulled back the gifts and the stuff that so oftentimes consumes us this time of the year, doesn't it? Anybody else get to this point at Christmas and say, okay, I'm ready for it to be done now, right? I'm, I, I've heard enough Christmas shoes. I've heard enough of the cheesy Christmas songs. I've bought the presents. My credit card is smoking. You know, I'm just, I'm ready for it to be behind me. And, and, and that's not how it's supposed to be. Christmas is a wonderful time because at this time of the year, we pause, we stop, we spend time with family, we spend time with friends, we pause and stop and remember the idea, remember what it's all about, that Christmas is the time that we mark that Christ came to the earth and that, that, that promise of, of peace that he brought when he came is the greatest gift this world has ever seen. We've looked at Joseph and Last week, we looked at Mary, but those were supporting cast members, the Jesus Christ, the name above all names, the King of kings, the, the Lord of lords. The word says that at his name, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he is Christ, that he is Lord. That's who we come to. That's who we celebrate. That's who we pray to. That's the reason for the season, right? So this morning, we're going to look at what he did, and what he did was so extraordinary, so unprecedented, that we can't forget the very idea of Christmas. If you would today, open your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, and we're going to start this morning at verse 11, and we're going to read for a little bit today a very well-known portion of Scripture, Luke 11 chapter, chapter 2, verse 11. It says this, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this shall be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly there was with the angel a company of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill to men. I want to kind of walk through a couple big portions or big parts of the scripture this morning. And I'm going to get to the point this, today. And pretty briefly, uh, it, it says this, For unto you is born this day. This was a real day. This wasn't some fake day. This wasn't some, you know, mythical day. It wasn't once upon a time in a land far, far, far away. It's a real day. It was an actual day, and there's some time stamps. There was Caesar Augustus was emperor of Rome. Matthew tells us that Quirinius was the governor of Syria. It gives us time stamps. It shows us that this was, in fact, a day that happened. It was real. And it was a day that was in God's heart since the beginning. Do you realize that? That this day, God had planned since the fall of man. It says in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, it says, when the fullness of time had come, when, God, when God's plan, when God's purpose, when God's, God's plan for salvation, for redemption, had finally come to the right moment, when that happens, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, and born 
under the law. It started on a day, a real day, the perfect day, the day when peace began. And it happened on a real day in the city of David. It's a real city. It was, it was a real place. It wasn't Narnia. It wasn't Middle Earth. It wasn't in a galaxy far, far away. It was actually about 7,000 miles from this place. And so you could potentially hop in a plane. You could fly overseas and you could eat some bad plane food. And you could sit there and you could be, and you could be right in the very spot that these things happened. It wasn't some mythical place. It was a real place. It was a, a city that still exists today. Now, mind you, it was a city that, that, was, that was not the kind of thing, it wasn't the kind of place that these things happened. It was a, a far out of the way place. It was a, a place where stuff doesn't go on. It wasn't a big deal kind of place. It was a very small, very average, very normal, very unordinary place. But God had a plan and a purpose from the beginning of time to do something extraordinary in, among these people in the most unlikely of places. It's a place where the world got its first glimpse of what peace was going to look like. And it came in the form and the, and the vision, of, and they saw it, they saw a Savior the angel said in Matthew 1, the angel said when they, when, it, when they announced this, it said, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. You know, only God can forgive sins, right? Now, if I tell you, you can, your sins are forgiven, if I tell you you can go ahead and, and do that, well, it doesn't mean much because I'm just a dude, right? I'm just a normal guy, just like much of you, you know, much of you, not, maybe not everybody, but, but no, you know, just like you, you're, you're normal, we're normal people. You have to be God to save people from sins. Make no mistake, though this baby, born in a manger, born and sitting, laying in a wooden box on that day, though that the, the truth is that baby was real, it was a real place at a real time, you could, you could touch this baby. He was no ordinary baby. He was there, he was real, he was true, but he was there with a purpose and a plan and a reason to save the world from their sins, and in so doing, brought peace. You see, because he saved us from our sin, the result of which is a life without peace. It continues, it says, who is Christ the Lord. Lordship has, it, has all to do with that whole idea, doesn't it? I've had a strong belief, and this year, God's really spoken to me and challenged me and, and shown me, and I don't think I'm done with this yet, so I'll be honest, I may talk this stuff more, but, but, but how, how important and how valuable the idea of Christ's lordship is in our lives. I believe strongly that where Christ is Lord, where he is king, where he is in control, that place is a place of blessing. Because he is in control, because he is the Lord. You see, this, Bible, this verse right here calls this baby Christ the Lord's. A kingdom where Christ is Lord is a kingdom of blessing. So this passage here shows us in verse 12, <coughs> those first witnesses, they were able to see the Lord in the manger. Can you imagine what would happen is, as they saw this baby seer knowing what would, would take place. And verse 13, it only took one angel to announce the news, but it takes a whole host to respond with these words where they said, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, 
and goodwill towards men. You see, this passage here shows that Christmas brought the greatest gift this world could have ever seen. It brought to this world, in a tangible way, God's glory and man's peace. That to this point, the world only had glimpses of God's glory. At this point, they only had moments and times. At this point, it was, it was veiled. It was, it was made difficult. It was, it, was, it was distant. But it wasn't anymore. To this point, peace was, a, it was an idea. Peace was a pipe dream. It was, it was a hope. It was a, it was a desire, a, a far-off thing, but not anymore. Laying in that wooden box that day was God's glory And our peace and what this passage and what this moment shows us is that peace will be everywhere and to whom everyone where this child will be received. You think about this this morning is that every time this story is retold, God's glory, God's God's plan, God's purpose is once again seen. Whenever you see a a, a manger, whenever you see a a depiction of this story, when it's spoken, when it's read, when you read it to your children tomorrow morning, when you read it to your grandchildren tonight, whatever time you do, every time this story is told, God's glory and our peace is re-understood and retold. There is hardly a better way to sum up what God was about when he created the world than this moment, that he came to reclaim the world in Jesus Christ, his glory and our peace. Five times in the New Testament, Jesus is referred to as the God of peace. Five times. Jesus said himself, he said, my peace I give you in John 14. Paul said Jesus himself is our peace. In Ephesians chapter two, verse 14. And this has a strong meaning as the worship team comes back today and in a moment we're gonna take communion and we're gonna celebrate him and we're gonna sing some, some songs and some Christmas songs and such. But, but I want you this morning, I've, I've worked and led to this very moment and I want this to be clear this morning. This world talks a lot about peace this time of the year, doesn't it? See, they get that. People get that, that, that peace is part of the experience at Christmas. We equate peace. We equate Christmas and peace together, and certainly we should. The, the problem sometimes is that the understanding is that peace would come if we'd put down our guns, or we'd put down our, our weapons, or if we would just be nice and just get along. If we would just do this, then peace would happen, Right? The the problem with that line of thinking is that that's been tried before. It it, it shows us or it seems to communicate to us that peace can come by some human means. But history over the course of thousands of years showed us to this point and has showed us ever since that where peace of God can never be separated from the glory of God's. The peace of God can never be separated from the glory of God. See, all all empty hope for peace in the past is, is real because God's purpose was never to give you peace separate from himself. Because in this moment when when we saw the Christ child lying in this manger, we saw the fullness of both. The glory of God and the peace of man was resting and laying right there in that spot. 
And I will tell you this morning that, 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 that a person who is heart and intent is to bring glory to God will never be without peace. And vice versa, if you want to, to bring peace, if you want to know what, what peace is, you have to understand the glory and the majesty of who and what God is. This story, the Christmas story, reveals to us something this world has been hungry for and thirsty for since the time that mankind fell. And the, 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 the bigness and the massiveness of this moment reveals this truth. And when the angels said, glory to God, and the highest and on, on earth, peace to men, the, the, the key to peace is keeping together what the angels kept together. Glory to God brings peace to mankind and vice versa. This morning, I want to encourage you today. Let's, if you would bow your head and close your eyes this morning. We're going to take a minute today, and we're going to, and in a moment, we're going to take communion, and we're going to appreciate to celebrate that and celebrate what happened 30-some years after this moment and that Jesus not only came to the world, he also gave his life for this very reason. But you might be here today in this time of the year, you're stressed out, there's no peace in your life, whatever it might be th this morning. You might tell me, Pastor Steve, my, I, Christmas, I can't wait till it's over because it's just crazy. My, again, my, my credit card's maxed, my kids are, I mean, whatever it is this morning, take all that away. And we're going to simplify this morning for a moment. And I want to remind you, of what the angels spoke so long ago, which is still true today. Glory to God and peace and on earth. God, God showed us in that moment what the idea of peace is. Take it all away. The presents, the trees, the, all the stuff. And I want you to take a moment and say, Lord, thank you. You might be here today and you might say, I don't know what peace is, Pastor Steve. I want to remind you again what this says. It's, see, again, I believe with all my heart that, that, that the message of Christmas is a message of redemption. It's a message of hope. It's a message of possibility. And this idea comes when, when we stop and we allow God to do it in our hearts what his intention has been since the beginning of time. A place whom, where God's glory is, is shown and appreciated and pursued is a place where God's peace will be seen as, as well. All people who appreciate, all people who bow their knees and bow their hearts towards this child will know what peace really is. And that's, that's the message of Christmas. Without peace this year, I want you to stop and, and tell the Lord thank you. You might be here today and you might say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus. I don't know him. He's not in my life. He's not in my heart. But this morning is your chance and your opportunity. If that's you today, I'm going to pray with you this morning. You don't need to raise your hand. You don't need to point yourself out. You know who you are. God's speaking to you right now. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to pray a prayer, and I want you to repeat after me this morning. If you, if you want Jesus in your life, pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I love you. I don't know you yet, but I love you. And I want you to know I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my sin I recognize these things have not brought peace, but this Christmas is going to be different. I want to receive Jesus into my life. 
I'm sorry for my past. I know what I've done. Lord, will you forgive me? Will you wash me? Will you work in me? Lord, will you, will you change me from the inside out? From this day forward, I promise to be yours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Head still bowed, eyes still closed this morning. If you're here today, you'd say, Pastor Steve, I, I still, I'm a believer, but I don't know peace. This morning, in a few moments, we're going to take communion. And I want... To do, you to do this morning what Christ has called us to do since his death on the cross is to remember, to stop and to pause and remember there's, there is such blessing and there's such goodness in doing this. We observe open communion, so that means that if you are a believer, if you know Christ, you can take communion. If you're, it's between you and, and, and your children as far as you want your child to take communion, but we're going to do this today as, as families, so if you would, stand up across this room and Come to the tables. There's a table here and there's a table there. If you would, take your family with you. Take the elements in your hands. Bring them back to your seats. Don't take them yet. Bring them back to your seats. And, I, and as you do this this morning, let this be a moment of peace and a moment where we just stop and we pause and we say thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for us. Hallelujah. If you would stand across this this room tonight in a moment, or this morning in a moment of, of joy, because that's what we come to when we come to the table of the Lord, isn't it? We come with joy in our hearts. And this morning, I leave you with this idea as we take communion today. Peace is not a pursuit that we've been called to. Peace is a gift that God gives, right? It's what he said. Jesus said, my peace I give you. Not peace as the world gives, but true peace. So peace is not a pursuit. Peace is a gift. It's a gift to those who pursue and who walk with the one who brought peace to the world. Amen? Jesus Christ, the gift in that wooden box. That is our pursuit. He is our friend. He is the one who gives us, who provides for us peace. That's this morning a reason for us to stop, to pause, and to celebrate and remember. And so he spoke to us in Matthew chapter 26. And in verse 26, he says this. He says, now as they were eating, Jesus broke the bread. And after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to them. And he said, take and eat. This is my body. If you would hold your hands, hold it up this morning. Jesus, we hold this bread as a sign and as a symbol of, Lord, what you did for us so many years ago. This Christmas season, we paused, we remember, and Lord, we thank you that, that, Lord, you are our pursuit. And Lord, as you are our pursuit, you are the giver of peace. Lord, peace is a gift that you give. Lord, to the believers and to the ones who know you, God, thank you for that. Lord, this is why your body was broken for us. This morning, Lord, we pause. We thank you. And Jesus, we remember. In Jesus' name, take and eat all of it this morning, if you would. And he continued, and he said, he took the cup, and when he gave it to them, he gave thanks to it for them and said, drink all of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenants, the promise, which is poured out for the many for the forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. Hold it up in your hand this morning again. 
Because you might be here today, you might, you might, your, your lack of peace might be as a result of sin in your life. <clears throat> I tell you this morning what the word tells us. When Christ is introduced in our lives, he takes and he forgets our sin. He casts it as far as the east is from the west, remembers it no more. His word says that, that by his stripes we are healed, both physically, spiritually, and emotionally. He takes us and he makes us as white as snow. It's because of this, his blood poured out for our lives. His blood that washes, that washes us clean. You might say, man, talk about blood a lot. This is Christmas. This is a good thing, church. Because this is why you can have peace. Those things you did 30, 40, 50 years ago, 10 years ago, things you did an hour or two ago, when they're under the blood, they're gone, they're forgotten. And that's peaceable, isn't it? Thank God that he get, did this for us. Jesus Christ is the greatest gift this world's ever seen. Jesus, we thank you for your blood poured out upon us, Lord, so we could walk in freedom and forgiveness. And with that this morning, we drink, we toast, we thank you this morning. Drink all of it this morning. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. One more time this morning. Let's just give him some praise. Let's give him some glory. Let's give him some honor this morning. In your own words, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we praise you this morning. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, that we don't, yeah, give him some glory this morning. Lord, Lord, we don't have to walk under the, under the weight of sin any longer because of what you did for us. Lord, this Christmas season, let us not forget. Lord, let us, Lord, we thank you for all the trappings of the season. Lord, they're, they're blessings. They're wonderful. I love them. But Lord, they, do, they don't hold a candle to what you did, Jesus, in bringing peace to this world. 